This is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Casey Schreffler. My name is Josh Roach. Welcome to Talking Sith. So, Casey, tell me what your thoughts are on a pretty uh, poignant and highly debated subject in Star Wars canon and lore. The balance of the Force. The balance of the Force. That's an interesting subject. Didn't expect that curveball to come out of nowhere, but um, so the way that we kind of are are told the story, right, is that there's this balance, light side, dark side, whatever, and uh, to a lot of people, balance means uh, it could be equal numbers, it could be equal power, but Balance is what it is. It's balance. Balance is just. Balance is fair. And uh, I think that's why a lot of people accepted the fact that there were two at the end of... Was it it Revenge of the Sith? There was Yoda and Obi-Wan. And there was Sidious and Darth Vader. So that could be considered a form of balance... But the dark side kind of took over the galaxy and uh, tipped balance in their favor. Well, by that standard, you're saying that at the end of episode three, essentially for all intents and purposes, uh, there were two pretty powerful, well-known Jedi, even though currently we know there are other Jedi that survived the, uh, the purge in Order 66. Yeah. Um, but you're arguing the point that it's a numbers game that I'm not arguing anything. I am, I am merely speculating. Okay. So one speculation is we have two Sith, we have two Jedi balance. Well, did Anakin fulfill the prophecy in episode three when he helped to eradicate the Jedi with order 66? It's possible. But the thing is like, uh, just like uh, Palpatine says, you know, from a certain point of view, um, the whole thing is is can get confusing because even though that there's two main Jedi and two main Sith, whatever, uh, the balance tipped towards the dark side because the Emperor was in control of everything, whereas previously the Jedi were in control of everything. So maybe the scales tipped too hard. Well, just and, like Snoke says in The Last Jedi, right? Darkness rises and light to meet it. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's and that's currently what's happening uh, with, with this new trilogy. The, the thing is, though, so if you want to talk about actual balance, the, the Emperor and Darth Vader, they were in control of... We don't even really hear about the Senate in the original trilogy. Like the Senate doesn't even exist anymore. It's just it's just the Emperor and Darth Vader. And there's there's systems, there's allied systems, right? But uh 
there's really no talk of like an actual legislative body, which just kind of dis- disappears into uh, obscurity. If you look at it generationally, right? So this is this is this is a saga that's been going on for forty two years now. Um, right in our time and and in universe, it's like over sixty years we've spanned. Right. So so we're getting we're getting a convent a, a condensed we're getting a condensed version of the story based off of point of views of certain individuals. So we don't we don't I mean. And, and what sucks is like a lot of the extended universe or legends, as they call it now, um, has been decanonized. But uh, there's new stuff coming out all the time, which is it's difficult to keep up with, especially well, I if think, you're a young kid. But yeah, I think that's a good and bad thing because really, I've so when they announced what was it, 2012, when Disney acquired Lucasfilm. And it was a good about year, year and a half until they officially decanonized the expanded universe. And in that like year, year and a half, I went back and either reconsumed or consumed for the first time most of the expanded universe. And let me tell you. If you're watching, it's kind of like if you watch a television show or something, especially like older shows if if you were to watch them throughout their entire run, you know, over seven, eight years or whatever, you know, there's there's certain things that you're not going to catch. But if you watch them all within, you know, if you binge watch like what our culture does nowadays, I basically binged the entire expanded universe. And there are things that do not line up. So I can see why for a couple of reasons why Lucasfilm and why J.J. Abrams and the creators wanted to start a new, you know, the story group wanted to start a new, like Leland Chi, Pablo Hidalgo, in charge of the Holocron, they're basically trying to make everything line up. So whether or not you follow all the comics and the books, everything lines up now, whereas it did not used to line up. So, Right, but there there are some things that I feel shouldn't have been decanonized. Like if you look at the book Plagueis, right? Um, Darth Plagueis is a canon character. He is mentioned in episode three. Yeah. A movie. Um, So he exists somewhere in this universe and it's widely popular among the Star Wars fans that that book itself, it's, it's, it's one of, it's one of the books that people like to read. Have you read Plagueis? Shut up, Josh. <laughs> Sean, uh, you can edit that part out. Sean, Sean and I have... I, I've been meaning I, I, to... I, I'm going to download it for, for an audiobook and listen to it. You should, because literally just about a week ago, right before Celebration, I went through it probably my sixth time. Like I revisit that book at least once or twice a year. It's... It is spectacular. The official stance of Lucasfilm is that if it, even Legends books, if it doesn't um, like dispute or go against whatever is happening in the movies, then you can still consider it canon. All right, and but there's I mean, nothing there's, really so... in Plagueis that goes against. And actually, the first book in the new Star Wars canon is Tarkin. It was written by James Lucino, the same author as 
uh, Plagueis, and actually a, a good amount of Plagueis is legitimized in Tarkin. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to download some audiobooks, I think. But um, you, you look at the games too, because the 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 Disney say that the games that are currently out are canon, like Kotor. Uh, no. So the new games that have been released, basically everything post Disney is Legends, unless specified. Now they have said that there is a chance that things from Legends can be brought into canon. I mean, Plagueis right now, barring pending episode nine, could be brought into canon. There's nothing in Plagueis that discounts it. I think that, I mean, given what we've seen in just an episode nine trailer with the Palpatine laughter and no one's ever really gone, um, I think if any, it, it does everything but bring Plagueis back into the fold because he's the one who trained Palpatine. And I want to know more about that guy. Well, like, that I'll... was my that was my theory post or pre episode nine trailer that like I thought it would be cool that in episode three we get this hint like there was this Darth Plagueis guy he played with midi chlorians he could manipulate them to create life he may have even been able to save people from dying but not himself that's kind of what I was mentioning before when I said what is the fulfillment what's the final chapter of a of a dark side user's training and that is to kill their master become the master well what if this uh, because the force awakens do you remember what the what a working title was um and what what the leaked rumor title was for the force awakens i think um i'll probably remember it when you say it it was an ancient evil an ancient evil yeah, um, but here's the thing, too. So when you're talking about Plagueis, he was killed in his sleep. He could, he could save others from death, but not himself type thing. The difference between him and Palpatine is that Palpatine was was conscious when he was killed. Now, now I guess, I don't know, if Plagueis died immediately and didn't wake up or like open his eyes or whatever and have time to do whatever mystical force thing that he would have done. But... Uh, when Sidious had, like, he was falling for a good amount of time. And we kind of went over this on the last podcast with the lightning and, and Vader. Maybe he lives on and, like, Palpatine lives on in his helmet. He transferred his consciousness there. But, like, you look at uh, Battlefront 2, um, when the Death Star was destroyed, there were these messengers of Palpatine. Operation Cinder. Yeah, and they wouldn't uh they wouldn't talk to anybody who wasn't like they wouldn't even talk to Eden Versio, like the main character of the story. They would only talk to her father, who was an admiral. So he well, clearly the... has some sort of contingency plan. Oh yeah, in the in the aftermath books, that's another set of books. Because he well well first of all, like the the contingency plan's important though, I think to mention because even in the original trilogy, he expects. Like I don't know, I don't know if Darth, I don't know if he expects Darth Vader to, to block the lightsaber. 
when he goes to strike him or not. He probably foresaw it. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. With Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, but who, who knows? Like, uh, the uh, the whole idea of that was let's rule the galaxy as father and son. Well, that was yeah, that was Vader's thing. Uh, here's here's how in aftermath. Once again, another must read. I would say. Um, there's flashbacks in it with a man. I'm trying to remember his character's name now, but he's a pretty major character in the book and he's kind of tutored by Palpatine. Gallius Rax is his name. Um, and a lot of people thought Gallius Rax was going to end up being Snoke, but it was just a smoke screen for Snoke. A smoke uh, red, screen, if you will. A red, red, red herring. herring. Yeah. But, uh, Still an interesting character, but there was a, a and Gallius Rax was kind of in charge of Operation Cinder and seeing it through. But Palpatine explained it to him like this: they were playing uh, the equivalent of Star Wars chess, and Palpatine, you know, as they're playing, and Rax left his king opened, and the king was killed, and he said basically. Like, that's the only opponent Palpatine took from Gallius Rax, this chess game, just the king. But that's all that mattered. And Palpatine said, you see, I'm the king. If you kill me, nothing else matters. The game is over. The The rest of the pawns, the rest of these players are worthless. So if you allow me to die, then you're not fit to continue. The Empire is not fit to continue. So that's why he had Operation Cinder. If he died, then the Emperor, the Empire failed. The Empire failed its Emperor. So he had pre-chosen a very select few to continue, and they got these uh, hyperspace coordinates to go into the Unknown Regions and regroup there, and that's where we get the First Order. Yeah. So maybe this is where Palpatine's at. You know, he's. He... But see, here's here's the weird thing. So, I, so I guess this is just catching up to the current Star Wars um, timeline, right? But if you look at, like, if you look at the the decades, centuries, or millennia before, there had to have been somebody who is as powerful on either side. Um, maybe. Maybe they pass down teachings, and and teachings are just. And you think of it like Legos, like you build upon those teachings, and you get stronger and stronger. Maybe, but there had to have been a Palpatine in the past too. But we're just focusing on this story, right? We're focusing on this timeline because that's where it started forty-two years ago. You know what I mean? But there had to have been this struggle in the past and uh there had to have been this period where there weren't jedi there weren't sith there were just people who were special and uh, that's why i kind of like one of the theories that i read recently about how it's possible that the new jedi will not be called jedi they'll just be called skywalkers Skywalkers. Mm. um and i i really really like the idea of a gray jedi Qui-Gon's probably the closest we got to it. The uh, You say Qui-Gon is the closest thing to a gray Jedi, but, I mean, a lot would argue that Qui-Gon is the closest thing to what a Jedi should have been. 
well, that right. the rest of the Jedi actually, the Jedi Council and the Jedi proper and the OT, and especially if you watch the Clone Wars, George Lucas goes out of his way to show you how far the Jedi have strayed from their own morals, like from their own path. And Qui-Gon is the one who is a maverick, quote-unquote, because he is on the outside of this. But in reality, he's as close to anyone is at that time period to being what the heart of a true Jedi is. Right, and I, I'm, I, don't, I don't mean Grey Jedi as in a bad thing. I mean Grey Jedi as in, as in the terms of the era that Qui-Gon lived in. Um, there was a council... Even even his uh, his Padawan Obi Wan was was like if you just listen to the Council you'd be a master, like you'd oh, be man. on the Council. Oh man, read Jedi Apprentice, read it. <laughs> I see, like I've read the uh, remember those old books, Jedi I, I, the Jedi, yeah, Jedi the, Apprentice series, Jude Watson. Yeah, dude, like uh, where he discovered Obi Wan in like an arena. Oh yeah. What I mean by Grey Jedi is that he would have been considered a Grey Jedi of his era. Um, there was a very specific um, system that was put in place. Some and... might call it, call it dogmatic. Dogmatic, sure. But, uh, I mean, who's who's to say who's right and wrong? I, you can, I mean, everyone has their own point of view. But uh, I don't think the Sith are 100% correct. I don't think the Jedi are 100% correct. I think that there's a gray area where Qui-Gon probably would have fit into simply because he understood the overarching problem and the overarching situation that that was happening. Not Even if he didn't understand the, like, the intricacies of it, he, he knew that the path that was being set, like the course that was set by the captain was, was not correct. And it's entirely possible that had he survived, that he may have kept Anakin from becoming Darth Vader. I think he was, he, I, I think Qui-Gon would have been the key to keeping Anakin on the light side through well, and through I, to the end. I think Qui-Gon is, you can call him one of two things. Um, so if you're familiar with the old Legends books, Mace Windu was able to perceive shatter points in the Force. And basically these are like, you know, whys in the road. Um, or ful- fulcrums of the... Uh, in the new canon, some what they're called. You, you could you could also say forks in the road and not wise in the road. Right, that yeah. Been, that would have been a you know the normal thing to say. A fork, a forkrum, a full, a, a fulcrum, no, or a fork. No, you, you said wise in the road. It's a fork in the road. It's, it's <laughs> essentially the same thing. Yeah, going uh, three ways. Oops. Yeah, going four ways. It's not a flux capacitor. <laughs> Uh, you ever get any of those three pronged forks? Yeah, I have. I have them, and I hate them. So is that a fork or a threek? It's it's wow, interesting. So is a fork it's, it's four a, ways then? It's a salad threek. I'm talking no, about two. I just so I I'm just talking about it, a Y. I call it a trident. A trident. Well, I'm talking about a Y. I'm talking about two paths splitting, 
which is why I said why. That would be a terrible fork. It'd stab you in the inside of the mouth when you try to <laughs> put the food into it. Like well, each of your gums is, would just be stabbed. This is this is why I say why. But um, <laughs> Qui-Gon, whether he lived or died at that moment, created a why in the road because it got, went one of two points, you know, one of two ways. He lives or he dies, and I think you're absolutely correct. Like, if Qui-Gon lives, he is more understanding. And even in the new canon, we see even more of this. He's more understanding of, and he's more flexible, whereas the Jedi are dogmatic, and they are narrow-minded. They are very black and white, but by their own perceptions, which they're blinded by. I think that uh, if Qui-Gon had trained Anakin, even if he had still ended up with Padme, he would have been more open to admit this to Qui-Gon. Things would have turned out very differently. He would not have been easily persuaded by Palpatine. I think think Qui-Gon would have known. Um, And also, if you look at the orders, like the orders that were given between Episode 1, Episode 2, and Episode 3, Anakin follows... Qui-Gon's orders to the T. Stay in that cockpit. He stayed in that cockpit. Anakin, down. He drops down to the floor. And uh, Darth Maul flies over him. And then if you look at other ones... As opposed uh, to episode two. Yeah, or or even episode three, where Obi-Wan's like... Obi-Wan, his mentor for the last ten years or so was, like, we need you to spy on the Chancellor. I, I don't want you to ask you to do this, but the Council is asking. Like, he, like Obi-Wan understood the position that he was putting his Padawan into, but even in, yeah, in Episode 2, he always kind of went against Obi-Wan, but he never went against Qui-Gon. In Episode 2, the very first thing, contain your feelings. You know, you know what I mean? I can sense everything that's going on in that room. Blah blah blah. It's right. it's our it's our mandate to uh, yeah. To we find have to stick killer. to our mandate. Stick to the protocol. Yeah. So the entire so if it was I think if it was Qui Gon, he would have followed him to well, the word. Qui Gon was what connected to the living force. Anakin was an offspring of the living force. So they had a, they had a relationship right there. Like Anakin's, some of Anakin's heritage, his traits are directly from the living force, which I mean, leads us back to the question, the balance of the force. What is, what, what is that simply? So, so here's the question in, in star Wars rebels, Oh, Obi-Wan sure. says Obi-Wan says he quotes that Luke somebody asks him is he the chosen one is Luke the chosen one and Obi-Wan says yes he is but so people take that as canon like oh Obi-Wan said yes he is well, but well, it was that, canon, but it's also canon that's his point of view so at that point of, at, at that point in time he believes Yoda believed and oh and Luke proved him wrong that he was lost, that, you know, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny? Wrong. I mean, Anakin proved them wrong. So, from his point of view... I think you mean Luke proved them wrong. 
Because Anakin definitely 100%. That's did. what I'm saying. Luke proved, but like Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan and Yoda said, once you start down the dark path, forever will dominate your destiny. Well, Luke proved him wrong. Sure, he had faith in him, but Anakin proved him wrong when he started down the dark path. He became Darth Vader and he still chucked Palpatine over that, you know, railway. Right, but that was, that was how many, that was 30, 35 years later? Like that, so the, the thing yeah, is, 20, though. Yeah, 20 something years yeah, later. And the only reason that happened was because Anakin, like, like you said, um, and even well, going back to his destiny? No, even going back to a quote where uh, Anakin was talking to Padme. And he said um, something Episode about love two. and compassion. A Jedi should be a Jedi is required to love. Right. Um, a le- well, a Jedi is forbidden to love. He's forbidden from compassion. But passion, or no, what he say? No, compassion, which he would, you know, define as like the highest form of love. Of love. Yeah. He's encouraged. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So we're encouraged to love. And I think that that's where we see in episode uh, um, Return of the Jedi, episode six, where he finds love for his son and and does what he has to do. I don't think it's a... So does, so does Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader fulfill the prophecy... And your eyes of the chosen one, then there, or do you think we've yet to see the fulfillment? Do you think we've yet to see the balance of the force? But here's 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 one way of looking at it. There's what we've talked about. One way of looking at it is uh, a numbers game: two Jedi, two Sith, balanced, right? There's scales. If there's two and two, we have balance. But then you look at the overall order of things. Right. So if you look at your body. Public. If you look at your body, for instance, your body has a natural balance. But if you introduce something foreign, unnatural, uneven, uh, let's go even further, like like a disease, something that's totally foreign and unnatural. Yeah, cancer. Cancer is what you're describing. Cancer comes. A cancer comes in, and what does cancer do? It, it it quickly grows supernaturally, right? It grows quicker than you know, and regenerates itself quicker than most cells and you know things in your body. Just like the dark side, right? The dark side is a cancer. It is unnatural. So in order to reset and rebalance your body, it's not. 50 50 balance between the cancerous cells and the normal cells in your body it is an eradication so what you're saying so what you're saying is the balance is the complete obliteration of the dark side right and my my prior theories were that if there was uh like you know the uh the rumored uh working title of episode seven was an ancient evil that there has been an ancient evil pulling the strings, probably even like Plagueis, pre-Plagueis, but it seems that they're going to be playing up Palpatine in this. So if Palpatine, you know, 
the episode one trailer started the exact same way and played out the same way as the episode nine trailer did. Every generation has a legend. You know, every story yeah. has a beginning. Every story has an end. What was the beginning of this story? Episode one. What was the title of episode one? The Phantom Menace. Who was the Phantom Menace? Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. And who is returning? Darth Sidious. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Like In terms of the Skywalker saga, these nine films, uh, 100% agreed. It's... <sighs> It's just like we're talking about the balance, and we both just agreed that balance is the complete errat- eradication of the dark side. Whereas I, I don't want to say disagree. I think the dark side is necessary, which is why I think gray Jedi are important. Um, there, there's there's a very important gray area in every aspect of life, whether it's real life or Star Wars or. Lord of the Rings with Boromir who comes back, you know what I mean? So it's it's just a it's a very interesting well, question. There, there's even a, a when it comes to like Christianity, there's a Johnny Cash song that I, that I love to quote, and uh, it was, "Don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Don't have your head so far up in the clouds that you're not in touch with what's going on around you. And I think that's kind of what the Jedi did. They were so high up in their palace. Yeah, in the prequel trilogy, there were, at that point in time, there was, what, like 10,000 Jedi? 10,000 Jedi. Maybe, how many do you think survived? Maybe like 10? No, more than that. More than that. I mean, even if you're talking 10,000, like, I think probably 100, maybe 100 survived the initial order 66 by the time you fast forward to 19 years 19 20 years to episode four there's a handful maybe five yeah of like originally trained jedi but during that point in time the thing is that there's there's always four sensitive people being born but the jedi were so big at that point in time that they could sense it and seek out these babies and stuff like that and train them. Well, that was part of their downfall, right? I think that's part of their downfall. That's part of the uh, the hubris of the Jedi that they stopped. Um, they stopped relying on their senses. They stopped relying on just like the uh, the person, and they relied on science. They relied on blood tests. They relied on Dare I say the M word, midi chlorians? Well, no, and I won't even say that. It was, it was just they, they were so strict on the code that they had set for themselves. I don't, I won't say midi chlorians because if, like, it, I, and maybe this is legend stuff too. But if you look at the, uh, the Dathomir witches, you know what I mean? They're force sensitive individuals. Oh, that's in Clone Wars, but that's what they push in. in in the television series Clone Wars is like the Jedi have become too caught up in themselves and they become too caught up in bureaucracy and bureaucracy and even trying to uh, explain their faith by, by science. Hence the midichlorians. That's why they test for midichlorians now, instead of doing it traditional ways, instead of just letting uh, somebody show themselves worthy, 
Well, they could I mean, go blood the, tests instead. The whole mid, the whole midichlorian thing was it was a, like in terms of just the movies. Right? It was a metaphor for a symbiotic relationship. Right, just but, as the but I mean, but I mean, like if you're like if you're just a fan who's watching the movies, all we know is that midichlorians are a symbiotic. Blah blah blah, lives within everybody. And uh, yeah, Qui Gon did a blood test on Anakin, and he had more midichlorians than even Master, Master Yoda. Yoda. So, I mean, maybe that was a thing that they were doing, but it seemed more like they were afraid to test Anakin. Just and and it even goes back to the original trilogy. He's too old. Like he's too old to begin his training. He's He'll not finished what he started. And that's a problem for me because people people change over the course of their lives. Um, even Luke, like Yoda didn't want to train him. You know what I mean? When he went to Dagobah and Empire Strikes Back. Right. Didn't, didn't want anything to do. I don't blame Luke. him after Anakin. Well, I mean, well, the thing is, at that point in time, there's Yoda... Like that's that's why the first movie was called A New Hope. So <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously it's kind of prefacing it. Obviously, Yoda didn't know the title of the first movie. <laughs> Wait, but do you know canonically, Yoda didn't want to train Luke. Yoda was gung ho to train somebody else. Because remember how Yoda says, "A long time have I, you know, this one have I watched." Always looking to the horizon, always to the future. Never his mind on where he is, what he is doing. But he watched somebody else, and you know who he wanted to train? I'm guessing you're going to tell me. Yeah, Leia. He wanted to train Leia. He thought Leia would be the perfect candidate to be trained in the Jedi ways. Well, the the thing is, though, is that Luke was kind of following what the original Qui-Gon was. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I, I like that kind of divide between Yoda and, 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 and his and his reasoning, I guess. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, the, the whole... And even going into, like, The Last Jedi, um, Luke kind of cut himself off from the Force... The Jedi text really didn't matter anymore, and even to Yoda, they didn't matter anymore. Kinda. Well, he. I think Yoda, Yoda was. I think Yoda, Yoda, knew, Yoda that knew that Ray took him. Yeah, he yeah. he yeah he did, but he but Luke <laughs> didn't. But uh, yeah, I th- once again, just yeah, the mastermind. Nine hundred. Seen a run for his money. Nine hundred and seventy years later, he's still. Still just, chugging along and teaching these younglings their just, just machinations are are on par with Darth Sidious right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and I think that Yoda is the counterpart to Sidious in this generation. Um, late to meet it. Yeah, I think I think Yoda is the Palpatine of the Jedi, essentially. Yep. I th- um, that's and that's I think that's fair it's to say. Much right? better looking. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on if you're into alien toddlers. 
sound like it. Short and green. Well, my wife's four eleven and I'm six foot tall, so she's. <laughs> but she's not. But she's. But she's not green. I can fix that with a can of spray paint, though. Sound like it uh, shone in the hot tub for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just after Palpatine prune hands. Yeah. So so if if Palpatine equals Yoda. And what would Kylo equal? A, a, a Vader? Uh, I mean, Ray would equal. A I think Luke? it's just. I think it's just a continuation. It's just the next line of the equation because you haven't solved it yet. You haven't solved for X yet. Right. X being balance. But here's so, here's here's my big problem though, right? You so carried ten, Palpatine yet? There's ten thousand Jedi. But the dark side clouds everything. And there's only two that we really know of starting from episode one. But the dark side clouds everything. Yoda can't even see into the future. But Palpatine's able to anticipate and know potentially every single action that's going to happen. Except for the fact that Yoda survived. That's the one thing that we kind of realize and see that uh, Palpatine doesn't quite know everything. Maybe he's predicting things and and stuff obvious. because he, he seems surprised. He was like, Master Yoda, you survived. So there's, there's a little bit of that, but it seems like he had the upper hand on 10,000 Jedi, which just doesn't really make sense to me. That's like a big thing. And maybe they're just locked in their hubris, but like even Master Yoda... Or, or even the other powerful council members couldn't. I think Yoda. Anything. I think Yoda more than most was blinded by his hubris. I mean, he as much as says it. Um, it later in canon, he as much as says it in episode two. Even the older, more experienced ones, you know, are they're blinded by their own experience, by their own hubris. I mean. Luke Skywalker lays it out and The Last Jedi. He talks about how the Jedi, the height of their power, were deceived by Darth Sidious and brought down because they were blinded by their own hubris. And he realizes that he, Luke Skywalker himself, was blinded by his own, you know, hubris. So essentially we we brought this down to, we boiled this down to like a very condensed, very uh, potent version of light versus dark that's yeah. coming here yeah. in episode nine. Yeah, and then so the, I guess the the next question would be: so, what do the new generation of Jedi do to stop this from happening in the future? Do they embrace, like Palpatine says, a larger view of the Force? Or do they continue down just this path of of light? Because we really haven't seen Ray do anything bad besides steal a ship. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if there hadn't been intervention of just chance, or if you'll call it the will of the Force in Episode 7, she would have struck Kylo Ren down in anger and killed him at the end of episode seven. If that chasm hadn't opened up between them, like after she slashed him across the chest and the face, she was about to just cut him down. 
and then the earth split between them. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible, but you could also argue that she wasn't... Because we don't know her history and whether or not she was trained in the past, which would explain her massive rise well, in power. I, I can tell you canonically, canonically as it stands right now, why she so quickly was able to obtain those powers. And when... In the last, or actually in The Force Awakens, when Kylo reads her mind, says, you know, I see I see the island, I've seen these things, I, I, I see what you see. Yeah. And then she pushes back, and she says, oh, I see what you're thinking. You know, I see your deepest, darkest thoughts. You yeah. fear you're never going to be as powerful as Darth Vader. Darth Vader, yeah. It says that not only did she see that, that basically oh, she, those like powers the, leached right those that that training those like that muscle memory of the force basically imprinted upon her she absorbed that from kylo just as she absorbed those thoughts so she had that basic instinct of like oh use the force mind trick oh do this use the force she was able to tap into his like muscle memory training to use the force and that's why she has a leg up in her force training yeah, no, I mean that that makes sense. It also makes sense, um, like kind of well, kind of like what we talked about in the last uh, episode, was uh, the fact that maybe she previously had training, but maybe forgot, quote unquote, or was white, white. Uh, because Kylo knew, like you said, what girl, right? As soon as she's something's mentioned. going on with her. Yeah, they they so they there's some sort of history that's going on. So, but, in, uh, in order for balance to be achieved, let's just talk about Kylo and Ray here, mm-hmm. because they're the major players here, right? Dark and light, right now. He had Palpatine in. He's a whole nother. He's a whole nother avenue. Uh, well, I mean, no, I mean, he, so if you're talking about live people, we yeah. know if we we know. Well, uh, well, uh, he might be. He may have never died. We don't. I mean, here, okay, here's like, here's the like here's 95. the argument people have had for for years, right? Some people still argue, you know, Sam Jackson included. Mace Windu's not dead. Whatever, what Jedi ever died from falling down a hole? Look at Luke Skywalker, Empire Strikes Back. He fell, you know, hundreds of stories, and he was just fine. Darth Maul got cut in half, fell down that reactor pit. He survived. Palpatine gets thrown over, and we think he's dead? What if he's not dead? What if he never died? Okay, maybe, like, the reactor of of the Death Star, like, enhanced his power somehow. But let's say for all... But, no, Ian McDiarmid even said... That at the end of Return of the Jedi, Palpatine is dead. Well, yeah, he said that George Lucas said that. George Lucas also said he wasn't going to make any Star Wars after Return of the Jedi. Right, but and then he said he was that Star Wars was totally done after no, Episode Three, Ian and he McDermott started. Ian McDermott said that recently. Well, he said that at the pan- he's, he even said that at the Episode One panel. He was joking at the Episode One panel. He was very much pulling everybody's like he's like, yeah, George Lucas told me. 
You know, I was I was quite dismayed because I asked George Lucas at the end of Return of the Jedi, eh, George, is there any way that perhaps uh, the Emperor could have survived? And George was like, no, he's, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's dead. I, I don't know why. I, I, I kind of want Harrison Ford in my impression. Uh, no, no he's, he's, he's dead. Fine, fine. Faster, more intense. But, um, uh, but... Yeah, so, but then he actually said, at the episode one panel, he goes, yeah, George sold me this. And as far as I know, um, that is how it will remain. <laughs> and he, he chuckled. He just laughed at everybody. But that's, uh, I think, but as far as the balance thing, as far as Kylo and, and, and Ray go, do you see... Do you think that a redemption is forthcoming? Well, um, to, to, if we can pedal back for a second, what I was about to say is that there's there's three live Force <laughs> users that we know of. Okay. And who are they? Three live Force users? Yes. That we know are alive in Episode Nine timeline? Yes. Okay, and live movie, movie movie wise. Okay, Kylo. Yeah. Leia. And Ray. Nope. Then four. I lied. Okay. I don't know who the fourth is then. Live. The little boy. Oh boy. Okay. What's his boy. name? Bog something blog. He's like has such a crazy name. He his name is in the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary. And I, I thought for a while, like, oh, possibly he'll be in episode nine. He could be like, they could jump ahead. He could be Ray's apprentice or something. And well, then I saw is, his name and I was like, no way. There's no way they're making this guy main character with a name like that. <laughs> I mean, they, they do jump ahead. They talked about that. But so so there's there's already someone who is on the side of light who's a force user. Um, and there's probably dozens more, and there's probably just like dozens more who might potentially go to the dark side. So, if you're talking, so going back to your question, do you, do I think Ren is the sky, like the rise that you're talking about? Do you believe in redemption? Do you think Kylo Ren can be at this point, or and or will be redeemed? I think that he can be. Because he, everything that he's done, he is questioned, mm-hmm. um, and he's I he, he just tries to go like so hardcore and everything on the dark side, because he felt like he had to prove himself all this time. Um, just so if you go back to the Force Awakens, he's talking to Darth Vader's helmet. Um, if you go to the Last Jedi, um, Snoke connected their minds. He kills Snoke and tries to recruit Rey. Tells her her his par- tells her her parents are nobodies, and uh, and then at the She's end of that, but not to him. Yeah, and then at the end of that, um, he tries to he engages his entire fleet on one guy just to prove that he is better than Skywalker and that he can complete the mission, um, but it doesn't succeed. 
so the entire thing, and, and even Snoke says, like, uh, killing your father, like, split you in half. But he was already split in half um, before even going into that. And even in The Last Jedi, he didn't fire on the bridge to kill his mother. It was somebody, it was another ship. Right, it was another TIE fighter. He, he didn't fire on her. Um, so I, there's there's huge... So you're calling back to the original trilogy where Luke says, I, I can see the, con- I can, I, you know, I sense I the conflict. The conflict. Yeah. Um, Ren has had that in him the entire time. And, uh, right. He doesn't even try to hide it. He's not even trying to hide it. Like, like Vader, Anakin, there no, is no conflict. I just, I, I just think that he, maybe he enjoys power. But uh, I think that I think him and Ray are gonna come together to form this new era of Jedi or or Skywalkers, as some people like to call them. So is that the uh, fulfillment of the the Chosen One prophecy, or do you yeah. think Anakin still has a part to play? Do you think Anakin is the Chosen One? George has said time and time again, Anakin is the Chosen One. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, the chosen one, someone who was born from the force. Um and and yeah, sure. And maybe Anakin and and, and yeah, so then here we go. So uh if we're talking force ghost scenarios, no one's ever really gone. Um Darth Vader came back in the end of Return of the Jedi as a force ghost and in the edited version at the end it was Hating Christensen. Yeah. So I think, given that, then yeah, he's the one to convince Kylo because Kylo looks up to Darth Vader. He's the one to tell him, like, like no, like, this is, like, we were wrong. Yeah, I think that that's what it's going to take. Like, my theory is that it's actually been Palpatine that's talking to uh, Kylo through the uh, Darth Vader's helmet this whole time. And it's going to take Anakin coming back and talking some sense into his grandson. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and uh, like, I don't think, you know, there, there's always going to be Jedi or, or Force users who, who go to the dark side. So there's always going to be that threat of a dark side force user in general um using things for their own gain or whatever whether whether or not it's to the point where it's a, a great jedi or to where they're actual just like yeah i'm gonna kill you because i want to type situation or because i can but um i think i think the whole point of the balance is to have some, I think, I think it's just to have some semblance of of sanity. I don't think it's one direction or the other. I think it, there has to be this middle ground that's that's found to where, like, what would what would a normal person do in this situation? Would you defend the, if you could defend this person? Would you? Um, if you had to attack somebody, would you? Right. You know what I mean? Like, would you attack for personal gain? Uh, maybe, I guess. Personal gain would be dark, but attack 
for preemptive defense, you know, for love. Love's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, the Jedi I, would say the, the Jedi would teach against it. I mean, that's what saved Anakin, what brought him back from the dark, which they consider to be impossible. But then that goes back to the, uh, you know, the issue of you're talking like it's a little bit of A and a little bit of B, and that makes balance. C squared. C. You know, you know, a little bit of light, a little bit of dark, a little bit of black, a little bit of white makes gray. So there we go. There's balance. But then there's, there are healthy, and then there's cancerous. So once you put cancerous into healthy, there's not balance. There's just the, you know, perversion of cancer and the, the spread of cancerous and the, the manipulation and just um, domination of cancer. Right, but so but, it's not but the, but the body, is... but the body, like if if you're going in like real life scenarios, the body is amazing and can be amazing and and can do things to to eradicate said cancer. Right, can but, do amazing, crazy I, things like I, create a I, chosen I, one without a father. Right, but I think I think it gets to a point where you can live with a little bit of good and a little bit of bad inside of you. Mm. Uh, I think that's like the the purpose of I think it just I think it's just a callback to humanity in general um, everyone has a little bit of good and everyone has a little bit of bad uh, I, I don't think uh, like if, if like honestly if I, if I had grown up in like the 16 1700s I'd have been a bank robber man are you kidding me there's no forensic technology I, I, I don't want to shoot people I would have done everything I can to not shoot people but I would have 100% been a bank robber. That's like the coolest job ever. <laughs> and, you know, nowadays you can't do that because there's helicopters and <laughs> fingerprints and they can take like a piece of your hair. And if you if you did ancestry DNA and you your and, and, and like your cousin and your cousin signed up for it, <laughs> they, they would know who I am. God. Yeah, so there's just, there's no there's no reason to be a bad guy in this day and age. Just like kind of with force users, there's really no reason to be a legitimate bad guy, um, because a lot of like they they lead by fear, um, which is a tactic that a lot of dictators and stuff use. You you lead by fear. You use your military. You use your power. So I think the uh, the middle ground. I don't think it's yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's this is such like a broad subject to even cover. Balance. What yeah, there the, there is no balance. Ba you could say balance is chaos, because chaos is. Exactly the opposite of that <laughs> you you could but i mean chaos is is it's 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 unpredictable but if you have balance you know where things are going um but if there's chaos then uh that's its own form it's like it, it's its own form of balance you know what i mean because everything will kind of sort itself out whereas if you're talking about like light side dark side 
Sith, Jedi. They have to fight, and one has to win. Will of the Force. So if there's an intelligent will of the Force, I don't think that balances chaos. I don't think that balances a light and a dark, a mixture. I think that if there's a will of the Force, there's a there's an absolute right. There's an absolute wrong, and that there is there's a chosen one that's been sent forth by that will of the Force to help prevail that absolute right. Yeah, and 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 you know, and that's that could be one hundred percent correct. And the fact that maybe Anakin, when he was alive, wasn't that thing to create it but in death as you know as a force ghost or whatever he is he is that chosen one to bring the others back I want to see him play a part that's why I want to see Hayden show up I want to see him play a part in episode 9 but then who's to say that you know you know 30 years down the line there's there's always going to be Sith and there's always going to be Jedi there's always going to be people taking advantage of power you know what, what if I mean? it just ends with the eradication of the Force? I, that was honestly the next thing I was going to say. What if it just ends with, all right, the Force is balanced. Nobody else needs these superpowers anymore. Yeah. We got the scales are set now. That was that was honestly the next thing that I was going to say. But that would suck because we all want future Jedi movies. You know what I mean? What if we go back? There's a lot of rumors that we're going back already. And you could. I mean, you can go back to, to like, uh, KOTOR times. Or even uh, Knights of the Old Republic. The the, the, uh, the Knights of the, the Old Republic, not Knights right. of the Republic. The, yep. uh, the online video game where the Sith stormed the Jedi Temple and there was, just like, this crazy yeah, the battle back and forth. That'd be cool, too. Um, Before that, man. Let's see. So in episode eight, we see at Aktu, which is supposed to be the first Jedi temple. There's that uh, mural there in that cave, and it's the prime Jedi who's supposed to be like the first Jedi. Let's see him. Who's the first Jedi? Let's go back to the beginning. Beginning. When did we become aware of the Force? What what tipped the scales out of balance? If, like we said, like the Force is eradicated because it's been put in balance, what tipped the scales out of balance? That's that's true. And like, but the thing is, though, with entertainment value and shock value and things like that, like that stuff is fun and be amazing to see. But uh, if you look back to the prequel trilogy, the the main like super awesome things to watch. Was Qui Gon and Obi Wan fighting Darth Maul, and Anakin and Obi Wan fighting like these epic lightsaber duels? And that's the thing that's fun to watch still, um, because we were kind of I want to say robbed of it in the original trilogy, but watching like Sir Alec Guinness do like a circle in four seconds to block Darth Vader's lightsaber, yeah, it was just. Um, it was just like old men fencing that that like lost all movements in their joints <laughs> you know what i mean it was it was just like it was fun to watch but if you look at what's happening now like the lightsaber duels are just awesome and it would be cool to see 
I, 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 I do appreciate, though, like what JJ did and even what Ryan followed up on uh, Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi, that it's not as flashy as what the prequels were. It's it's still not like that acrobatic top of the game, like well, you're not all gonna over s- the place. You're not going to see that though, because this is a new era of barely trained people. Well, that's what I think. That's what I'm saying. Like it's almost like medieval at this point. It's and, medieval. And you're, and you're talking acrobatic. Did you you saw the episode nine trailer? That's where what Ray I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I think we're going to see that again in episode nine. I think we're going to see a fully trained Ray that's been training with, you know, Luke, Yoda, Obi-Wan. They're able to interact with her physically, bonking around the head with their canes, you know, and Kylo is at the top of his game now. I think we're going to see an intense episode one, episode three-esque lightsaber battle well if you're talking about that i mean that's like a 10 minute lightsaber battle which would be awesome to see right uncut 10 minutes just straight lightsaber well i mean it will it'll be cut obviously but but yeah so i mean like the those lightsaber battles uh, granted in episode one um maybe i don't think it was like that in episode three maybe it was a little bit but all like the big battles were intercut with other battles. You know what I mean? So in episode one, it was intercut with the space battle, and it was intercut with Captain Panaka and Padme sneaking in, and and you know. Um... Oh yeah, episode one took it to a whole new level. Like you had episode four was pretty much just one thing at a time. Episode five was like their escape and Luke battling battling Vader. Then episode six was. The uh, the assault on the Death Star in space, like Lando and the Starfighters, yeah, and also on, on Endor, and Luke fighting Vader and Palpatine. That episode one was like, you know what? I'm going to show y'all what's up. We're going to have the Gungans fighting on the ground. We're going to have the Jedi fighting in the palace. We're going to have the Queen trying to take the throne room, and we're going to have the space battle going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was episode three was pretty much two things going on, pretty much. Yeah, so what was episode? Man, I haven't seen episode three in a while, and so they were fighting, and it was it was mostly just Padme getting there. I think, right? Yeah, it was pretty much or, just or, like or, or, or no, it was Order sixty six being yeah, carried so, out. Yeah, so it was like Obi Wan was fighting Grievous, whilst Anakin was talking to Palpatine, and then no, I'm talking, about when, I'm talking about when Obi Wan was fighting Anakin at the very end. But then it was just Anakin and Yoda. Uh, you know, oh, Anakin, oh yeah, it was Yoda Anakin and, and Obi Wan versus Yoda and Sidious. Yeah, so it was two. It was two epic lightsaber duels going on at the same time. So, I mean, how do they? Like, how do you? Because because people, a lot of people, um, who aren't as into it as us, will come to Star Wars for the Force and for lightsabers. What if it's two planes? A battle. What if like, it's like a physical plane? We got Kylo versus Ray, and on the on the spiritual plane, we got Palpatine versus Anakin, Luke, 
Obi-Wan, Yoda, Qui-Gon. That is pretty damn cool. But what I'm talking I'm talking about the future of it because we were talking about going back, like looking at the first Jedi and stuff, which is cool. We have to go back. Back to the future, Marty. The Russians are no, it's not the Martians. Uh, the, the Martians. We have to go back to the island. <laughs> yeah. Hence your tattoo. But uh no, I think the future movies have to have some sort of lightsaber conflict. Or maybe that's when they first make the lightsaber and People you know just I get mean, blown up left and right. That's what I foresee. It's gotta be some sort of there's gotta be some sort of lightsaber. Like uh you can't like even if you look at solo, like they couldn't even make solo without having a lightsaber ignited in a hologram. And the solo was so fun to watch just by itself. But uh, because it was a character that we love and cherish, I don't think it would work with a new character. I think with a new generation or a new saga, there has some sort of lightsaber stuff going on. We'll find out with the Mandalorian. Well, the see the Mandalorian's different though. That's like that's what I like about that. As a Star Wars fan, it's kind of like the underworld of Star Wars. Like if you look at the the original Knights Knights of the Republic. We got to see like the underworld of Coruscant, you know right. what I mean? It's kind of like watching a television show of Star Wars Galaxy of our lives in Star Wars Galaxies before the uh, the combat upgrade or the NGE. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 truly accurate. And I think uh, the Mandalorian, there's got to be some sort of lights. At one point in time, is going to be some sort of lightsaber wielding mm. purse. It would All be right. my you heard it I here guess. first. I mean, hey, Ahsoka's floating around out there. Never know. Yeah, uh, there's there's got to be something like uh, you, you can't the world have between worlds. You can't have you can't have Star Wars for the general public without a lightsaber being involved in some fashion. So 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 your final thoughts, Casey. On, on balance. balance. Do you think we've seen it? Do you think we'll see it in episode nine? And how do you think we'll get it or we won't? I think we're probably going to get as close as we can to seeing balance. Um, based off what we talked about with Anakin, I think uh, I think we're going to see some semblance of balance. What is balance? Um, your guess is as good as mine, but if I had to guess, I would say that it is a form of Qui-Gon's version of the Jedi. Um, to where you can question things without being ridiculed and you can do things outside of what the original Jedi did outside of, uh, you know, their, their, their code when, when it comes to love and marriage and things like that. I, I could go along with yours. Um, even if you look at religions nowadays, I think a lot of them are skewed in their, their practices and their traditions of men and that's what they hold on to as 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 truth. That's what the Jedi did in the in the prequel trilogy. 
it became their traditions to have this dogmatic view, to have this view of no passion, you know, because passion could be dangerous. But we see later through through Qui-Gon and through an evolution of that, like Lucas Qui-Gon 2.0, basically. Qui-Gon went against what the Jedi Council, what Yoda and them were saying. Luke also went against what uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan were saying. And both times, you know, the Maverick was proven right. And even in episode eight, Yoda realizes this and says, you know, um, they are, you know, they grow. What's he say? He says, uh, we are what they grow beyond. Yeah. So it's 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 realizing the faults of the past and moving beyond that so i totally agree with what you're saying that it's uh it's it's not like a cut and dry kind of thing it's not all rules it's like with children right there's not a rule book for children you know you, your daughter I, you can't necessarily raise your daughter the same way i'm going to raise my daughter and the the methods that I, you know, use for raising my daughter might not work with your daughter. Um, everyone's not the same. So everyone can't be held to the same exact set of rules. But I think that in the end, balance will be achieved by the eradication of a cancer. And I think that cancer is and has been a phantom menace just as the Skywalkers are rising at the end is because the Phantom Menace is falling from the beginning. Interesting. So I, uh, I, I do have a couple things to say after your closing statement. So you talk about the, like the religion of the Jedi and stuff like that. What we don't really get in the new trilogy is any talk of religion. You just get talk of Jedi. Um, I don't even think there's any word of the Sith beyond the prequel trilogy. Uh, a, they mentioned Sith, Sith in The Lord? Last Jedi. Okay. But, Sith, uh, Lord Darth Sidious Rose, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't... Like, I don't think that they're trying to reinvigorate a, uh, a religion through Rey. I don't think Rey is trying to do that. I think Rey is just trying to do good. Um, which is a good... <laughs> good um, thing to talk about because when you talk about people who are alive in our world who have a you know a platform to speak on, you look at Steve Harvey who has talked a lot of smack about people who don't believe in God or something like that. Like where is their moral barometer? Um, and you you know like for me like uh, I I uh, you know whether or not I do believe in God, I, I want to be good because I want to be good. I want to like I not only do I not want to go to jail but I don't like I I want to be a good Because person. there's fingerprints in DNA now, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah going back <laughs> to what I said before. But I I I think I said that I wouldn't I wouldn't want to kill anybody. Like I just you know what I mean? Like there's insurance and stuff, Pinkertons and all. But uh I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't like, like today I do good because I want to do good. I raise my daughter well because I want her to be a good person. Uh, uh, whether or not there's any sort of religion involved. So 
when when you look at Rey now, she has these old Jedi texts. Maybe they mention religion, maybe they don't. But I like the fact that it, it it's just about good people trying to do good. You know what I mean? And then you talked about uh again about the the past. So I I I might have read something, but so the Force Awakens was basically like if you were to look at it, right? Like its overall thing, remember the past, right? You look at the Last Jedi, it's forget the past. Do it if you have to. Yep. And then this new movie, um, I think it is respect the past hmm. because you have the potential of Palpatine being involved in some sort of way as an evil threat. And if you don't respect the threat and respect the evil that can come along with it, you are destined to not only remember, forget, or respect, you're destined to relive. Hmm. So, yeah. Live, die, repeat. Hey, another lost reference. <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah. Or 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 no, that's that's what they changed the name of the movie that Tom Cruise did yeah, with Emily Blunt. Yeah. It was it was way better as the original. Lost was uh um oh, what did they say? The happen it happened or something like that. Their version of time travel was like if you went back in the past and did it, it always happened that way. Yeah, you can't change it. It yeah, just happened. Happen. If it happened, it happened. Yeah, it always uh, happened. Man, my fa- my still my favorite episode of Lost was uh, the one where uh, Penny's boyfriend, the Scottish guy, Desmond, 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 he was going back in time, back and forth, seeing another life, brother. Yeah, when he was stuck in this like loop. Oh yeah. Am I? Like that was that was one of the best. Ep- besides the uh, not Penny's boat. Oh man, I miss. Charlie was such a good character. Charlie's in episode nine. Is he? Get ready. Charlie's in episode nine. Dominic Dominic Monaghan. Monaghan. Monaghan? Yeah. Is in episode nine. So all signs point to him being a resistance uh like officer of some sort. Interesting. I would oh. I uh I've always appreciated his acting. He was good in that. He was good in Lord of the Rings. He was That was about that's about it. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's all I've seen him in. But so. hey, I mean, if you're going to have two things on your resume, yeah, those, those aren't bad ones to have. Like uh, some of the largest movies of the past, you know, couple decades, and one of the largest television shows of the past couple decades. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I can and, relax for a while. And, and you know, JJ, he like he probably like it was probably JJ who cast him because yeah, I'm sure JJ JJ was. The, he directed the pilot of Lost, so yeah, he got Lost rolling. That's why Snap Wexley, aka the pilot, aka uh, Grunberg, is in everything JJ touches. Yeah, JJ JJ was is, is kind of like Spielberg's protege. Spielberg kind of took him under his wing, and I mean, if you look at Super Eight, what's Super Eight, right? Right, yeah, it's a it's like a, it's, e- it's e- the Force Awakens. No, it's ET. Well, it's the 
The Force Awakens is to A New Hope as Super 8 is to E.T. Yeah. It's his love letter to Spielberg's and George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wish that uh, we would have been born in, like, 1955 because (laughs) we could have just came out to L.A. and, you know... Went straight to Alan, Alan Ladd Jr., just like dug our dug our heels in and and we we would have we would have made it easily. That's like that's like the hard thing now. Like I, I have my own little production company, but doing something big is like this huge bureaucracy and you have to people please and do all from this. From a certain stuff. point of view. From another point of view, it's a lot easier to get stuff out now. Yeah, I mean, but there's not there's not there's not a way to like a chance. You know, right? Just do it. Yeah, well, just just do it. Well, everything requires money, and that's what a lot of people say. Like, yeah, you know, you just you have a camera, you can you can just go do it, and and no, like to have good sound and to have this or that. Um, you can do it, but you can't do it with quality. Yeah, like even even an indie film, like you're looking at like five hundred grand for like a twenty day shoot. And and that's just to have people make some semblance of money. You know what I mean? Right. It's just ridiculous. Now, like, uh, yeah, you can do you can do whatever, uh, but it, it's a bane. It's it's a curse and it's a blessing at the same time because you can get your content out there. Hence, why all these YouTube stars and Instagram social media influencers are making a ton of money. Podcasters. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, um, hopefully we're entertaining enough to <laughs> keep a few of you here for uh, yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, I'm still working on being an Instagram model. Looking at you, J.C. Penny. Why don't you try for Sears? They're hurting right now. Is that? Uh, <laughs> no, I no, I, I don't want to. I'll tank them. <laughs> Just with my weight alone, I, I'm I need to I'm looking at JC Penny so I can be a if they need a plus size male model. I'm I'm ready. Just come on. Yeah. <laughs> if you need some sort of reflector for your uh, your lighting, I'm your man. I ain't as pale as you, so that's that's all your job. I'm your fan. <laughs> yeah, you can be you can be the bounce board that just runs around naked. Yeah, hey. I'm your man. So so <laughs> so balance basically what we've what what we've come to the conclusion of Tonight is, uh, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's the, but my, my, my prediction for episode nine is they will answer it in the vaguest way possible, <laughs> thus giving us endless hours of debate to continue to have, just like with everything else, just like yeah. with everything else. There's no definitive answers for like nine out of 10 questions. Yeah, no, nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same stupid debate we've been having for forever. The difference is we're going to have answers to like 15 questions 
but we're going to have like 70 more questions to answer. And, and the saga's over. <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. It's just up to either interpretation or books or whatever the hell comes out after this. But this is the end of the Skywalker saga. So um, I think that we are owed, whether or not the movie answers it, I think that the audience is owed every single answer that we had regarding right. you know, Palpatine, the balance. and well, Unless they're carrying the balance on to future trilogies or you You said what question for you then go ahead okay so we've been told three times now that the star wars movies are over that the episodic movies are over fool me once return of the jedi all right fool me twice revenge of the sith i remember us going to revenge of the sith in 2005 after you weren't allowed to go to the midnight premiere, don't don't even go there. I'm still and hurt the about that. The rest of us went out and we had a great time. We all had fun together, <laughs> except for Troy, who broke his collarbone on my go kart before we left, and he wasn't able to go. He spent the night in the hospital. Um, but the rest of us, except for you, had a great time. Yep, I didn't. And then you and I went out after school and had a great time. Yep. But I remember us talking about that's it. That's that's Star Wars. That's 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 all there is. The, the, the movies are over. So fool me twice. Now we've got episode nine. This is the end. My prediction is give it five, ten years. We'll have episode ten. I don't think we'll I don't think we'll get an episode ten unless no. there is like a crazy demand for it. So the the difference is this time, uh, so like yeah, like you remember going back on the old website Super Shadow, and uh, reading these potential, you know, leaked scripts that people probably wrote in their basement at like fifty years old. But uh, Super Shadow himself, yeah, probably. I want to see what Super Shadow actually looks like. I want to. I want to know this man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we can get him on. Or Let's get Super Shadow. Uh, we got to talk to Jason Ward to get Super Shadow on. That's what we got to do. But I do think that this is the le- the legitimate end of the Skywalker saga itself. Um, but the so here's like the horrible thing, right? Is I I love Ray Finn and Poe, and I want to see more of Ray Finn and Poe. They all survive. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, if they don't, then they don't. But I would love to see these characters continue in some sort of new thing. Uh, there's going to be other Star Wars ventures, whether it's just through the Mandalorian or different, like this new trilogy that supposedly Ryan Johnson's doing. But uh, I saga by uh, what Benioff and Weiss, Game of Thrones guys. There's yeah. two more. There's two more, you know, saga or trilogy, duology. You know, two more series in the works right now that we know of. Yeah, I just like uh, I don't. I don't think people will give up on Ray, Finn, and Poe that easily. I think that. So I think we get episode ten if they survive. You know, it, you could call it episode ten, but it won't be part of the Skywalker thing. It'll be the <sighs> own. I've been waiting. I've just been waiting. I, I thought it would be perfect almost because that's like the thing, right? Starting with like Harry Potter. 
oh, we're gonna we're gonna split Deathly Hallows, the last book, up into two parts. And then Twilight was like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. We're gonna split it up into two parts. And then basically that's what they've done with Avengers. Like, oh, it's basically one story. We're gonna end it right in the middle where it's depressing, and we're gonna split that up into two parts. I just I've been I, I've been waiting. I, I would not even I'll tell you what, I won't be surprised if December comes, if we get like a two and a half hour movie in episode nine ends on a cliffhanger. And then it says Ray, Finn, and Poe will return in Star Wars episode ten. And not even like a trilogy, just ten. Cap it off. See, I don't think they'll go that far. I think ending as a cliffhanger would be good to a degree as long as it answers everything that needs to be answered but uh i i can't uh it's like in the middle of a battle between kylo and ray luke and sidious are uh battling anakin pops up first time we see hayden christensen since episode uh six and he's just like whoa what's up i hate sand and then it ends credits roll yeah, so I mean, like, I think I think we'll see, I think we'll see these characters again, but I think the whole Skywalker saga revolves around Luke, Anakin, and and Sidious. So I think we'll see a resolution to that. Right. So I think we'll see the end of the Phantom Menace, aka Sidious, and I think Anakin still has a part to play in that. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is I think we'll see an end of, of those things. But yeah, and but Ray then, could continue. And if there's surviving characters, whether it's Kylo, Ray, Finn, or Poe, I think we'll see them at some point in the future. Yeah, I agree. But I think Yeah. I'm I'm hoping they don't all make it out alive. Does that sound bad? I want some. I want there. I want there to be some stakes. I want somebody to die. Yeah, this. I mean, yeah, we finally got Han Solo to die, right? Right. Which was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it it gave us great things such as Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo's dope. Like we we haven't seen anyone like any of the heroes die. That's what I'm saying. Like in, in prime. Yeah, like in battle. That's what I want to see. I want. Like Game of Thrones style. I'm waiting for the Benioff and Weiss series where it's just like in the middle of it and then it's like the third scene and Ray dies. You're like, what? Yeah, what just crap. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> what <do we> <laughs> so, from all of us here at uh, Talking Sith, you can find us at Talking Sith Pod, basically. Across all social medias. Across the galaxy. Across all corners of the galaxy. The galaxy. Anywhere podcasts are found. And uh, may that force be with you. Always. Good. Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.